0: Welcome to Talking Giants, I'm your host, Bobby Skinner at Bobby Skinner NFL. Check out the new profile pic, looking cute. Here with my co-host at Danny King NFL, Danny King. Danny, I'm – man, the more we've dove into this draft stuff, I mean, I was a little busy, you know. You know, the last episode was more out of necessity. But, man, getting into these corners and DBs, I am getting so excited for the NFL draft. I love learning about these guys. And I'm falling in love with so many players. There's like four safeties where I'm like, maybe the Giants should just draft all of them.
1: No, yeah. So same with me. Some of these guys, I didn't even know who they were until today, and now just watching them, I'm like, man, I want these guys on my team. But yeah, we're so close to the draft. I wanted to be here tomorrow, but it's getting closer day by day, and we're almost there to April 25th.
0: I know, man. It's getting it's getting close. Uh, but anyways, there was some other news, you know, before we go into the corners and the safeties. Um, Russell Wilson, he gave the Seahawks a deadline of April 15th to work out an extension, um, which, you know, even if they don't meet that, I, I 100% believe Russell Wilson would be a Seahawk, but it did bring up the discussion about Russell Wilson being traded. And obviously Colin Howard brought him up a, like a month ago or two about the New York Giants and the whole fake trade scenario with two first round picks for Russell Wilson. And I seen like, you know, like, like Twitter is just a lot of throwing mud. But I kind of see both sides. Of it. I see, you know, sides are like, why don't we just get our guy this year and then have that other draft pick. And then I was kind of on the side of where, you know what, the guy has, you know, at least six, seven years left. He's an elite quarterback in the NFL. And if we're trading two first-round picks, well, we're going to use one of those on a QB anyway. We're going to have the cap space next year regardless. So, I, I mean, it's it's for me, I, I want to take that for sure thing quarterback. because One, just because I'm scared to draft a quarterback. Uh, because we've had Eli Man for so long, I, you know, I don't, I honestly don't even know what it's like to not know who my QB is ever since Kerry Collins left. Um, so, anyways, that you know, I still like Josh Rosen a lot, and I believe in Josh Rosen, but yeah. you know, I believe in Russell Wilson a lot more than Josh Rosen because I've seen it f- throughout his whole career. The guy's amazing. So, I mean, it's a fake scenario, but it was kind of fun to talk about. Uh, but you know, hey, Colin Coward here did say that Russell Wilson's wife liked New York, so it's a done deal. He's to the Giants.
1: Oh yeah, when the wife likes something, that's what she gets. No, but you're right. I- I've only known Eli Manning as my quarterback, so change is scary. That's why I'm afraid with the draft, because I don't want to go into the QB hell, as it's been called, and become like the Cleveland Browns and struggling to find their quarterback. But yeah, you're right. With Russell Wilson, obviously, n- n- no one expects it to be traded. He was just putting that there for like no distractions or- and all that. But you're right. If the Giants, if the Seahawks came to Giants, like, all right, do you, what would you trade for Russell Wilson? I I said maybe two first-rounders, but I don't think I would. I would give them the six. They probably wouldn't want the 17. But if I had to choose between Russell Wilson and Josh Rosen, obviously Russell Wilson because he's gone to the Super Bowl and he's won. Josh Rosen, we're still in the waiting game right now to see, can he be the next big star in this league right now?
0: Yeah, definitely. So... Uh, Speaking of Josh Rosen, though, a report came out. uh, I think it was through Ian Rappaport that the Cardinals were not against the idea of drafting Kyler Murray and Josh Rosen. I said earlier, this is the worst bluff of all time. Like, does does anyone believe that, that they're going to keep both quarterbacks? That just doesn't make any sense. It's one thing to say, hey, they might trade him the day after the draft. But to say that they're going to keep both quarterbacks and roll for that, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And it's such a bad bluff. That it shows me that the Cardinals are drafting Kyler Murray and moving on with Josh Rosen. Because how do, how does that get out if they're not trying to spin the narrative around this whole Kyler Murray Josh Rosen stuff?
1: No, yeah, you're right. Uh, it would shock me if the Cardinals keep Josh Rosen because you want to get the most value on him right now. And there's going to be a team that offers their first round pick. That that's my opinion. Maybe Washington does because they see desperation, but they have Case Keenum and a uh, cold McCoy, so maybe they don't. But you're right. The Cardinals, there are so many sc- smoke screens around them right now. Many people believe that Nick Bosa inter- uh, meet in a dinner, which is another smoke screen to make teams think that they're not going Kyler Murray. It is obvious they're going Kyler Murray. It's at this point, it's like, can we just announce that he's going to the Cardinals already? Because I, everyone knows at this point.
0: I know. I was thinking the same thing when they had the meeting with Nick Bosa. I was like, come on, like don't waste it on these guys. Like we know what you're doing. Stop playing these games. Just trade Josh Rosen and get over with it. I did see from, I think it was Benjamin Albright saying that the Redskins are in on the Josh Rosen thing, and he said that it was a second round that they might have offered, and that was the best thing the Cardinals have got. Um, I'll just be honest. I don't know Benjamin Albright's whole track record. I know he's gotten a couple things wrong before, but I just, I don't know. I'm just not buying that. I'm I'm not saying that the Redskins aren't in it, but I'm not buying that they offered a second round pick, and the Giants are just not willing to be the Redskins' second round pick.
1: No, yeah, I believe if the Giants believe Josh Rosen is the guy, they will do what it takes to get Josh Rosen. Exactly. They they don't care if if he believes he's the guy. They they're gonna go for him. Dave Gallman is that type of guy, and if the car, if the Redskins offer a better second, it would have shocked me the Giants are like seventeen at this point. I think if he's the guy, you go for him. That's just my opinion on it.
0: Yeah, and that's what I said all along: if the Giants believe. Josh Rosen is better than Haskins or any other QB in this draft besides Murray, obviously, because he won't be available. Then you do what it takes, even if that's trading the number 17. So if the Giants want Josh Rosen, the Giants will get Josh Rosen, sorry, excuse me, will get Josh Rosen, unless the Redskins offer their 15th overall pick. That's where things could get sticky.
1: Well, oh, Speaking of uh, Kyle Murray not slipping, did you see that uh, there's a mock draft put out where someone had Kyler Murray slided all the way to number 13 to the Dolphins.
0: I and did. I see, There's so many. Listen, I like mock drafts and I look at mock drafts. Yeah. But it's so easy to tell when somebody's trying to get attention. Because, like, no way you believe that Kyler Murray is falling down to 13 to the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, that, that's literally impossible. And now that I'm looking at it, they also have Dwayne Haskins going all the way to 32 to the Patriots. What is this <laughs> mock draft? Who is. Actually, don't give him any shine. Uh, it's uh, it's a she actually this mock draft this one but uh, I'm not going to say that any days. but that is that is a terrible mock draft oh that's Lord.
0: what we have to do though because we got to get our names out there just be like yeah I got Dwayne Hastings going to the Giants in the fourth round
1: <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean yeah let's just get our names out there at this point <laughs> <laughs>
0: alright uh, anyways uh, speaking of names out there li- license plate guy I don't even know if I want to bring this up but just go check license plates tweets and replies um Supposedly, an adult film star, Danny, You told me she like loves the Giants. She said she was gonna out one of the Giants or something. Which no, is yeah. like, I don't like. What are you gonna do? Like, I, I just don't know what she can do. And then license plate guy says, "Chill." And she said, "Told him I already texted you. Uh, I'm not about that drama or something." And I mean, just I, what, what are your thoughts on license plate guy? That's I think that's where I'm leading to.
1: I love License Plate Guy. I mean, this woman, him, and her always have conversations. I she's a huge Giants fan, from what I could tell. I love License Plate Guy. He's a great guy in the community. I love his live streams on uh, Instagram. If you if you want to go check those out, those are good. And uh, he just runs good events. He have the softball tournament that's coming up in June. That that I want. It's a fun event. So I, I like License Plate Guy. I like the energy he brings, and he helps I, calm me down sometimes.
0: I like him too. He cracks me up, man. Especially like that Booger uh, Mobile video last year. Yeah, get out of the (laughs) way. He he just makes me laugh, you know. Yeah. I love people like that who are just so diehard into one thing. Yeah. Um, In other news, Quadri Henderson was released. So, I mean, what are the Giants doing? But, no, seriously, uh, Corey Coleman and Jabril Peppers are going to be returners for us. Quadri, he was never really an impacted receiver. And that's kind of a position that has a revolving door at that four or five spot. You're always bringing in guys, whether it's the end of the draft, undrafted guys or or just other, you know, you know, like last year we brought in Russell Shepard. So it's uh, and I don't think it's much news that he's gone.
1: No, yeah, I mean, he was decent for the time he was there. But let's remember, he fractured his shoulder while dancing in the locker room. That just summed up our season last year to me. But, yeah, I mean, apparently he's healthy now, but to Bill peppers at Corey Coleman, he didn't have a spot on this team.
0: Yeah. It's weird that they did it now, though. Like, why not just keep him for the futures contract and see what happens in the draft? Yeah. Uh, Anyways, let's let's do it. Let's move on to the corners of this draft class. Uh, We got about uh, eight or nine guys, maybe a little more. I'll start it off. The first guy on my list is Julian Love. He's the 5'11", 195-pound junior cornerback out of Notre Dame. And I like this guy a lot. He started three years for Notre Dame, All-American. Uh, he ran a 4'5", 4'40", which isn't great, a 36-inch vertical. But his agility drills are great, Uh 6'72 in the 3-cone, 4'1 in the shuttle. Listen, I, I like this guy a lot. I think he has a chance to be you know, uh, a first-round pick. He has great technique. He's smart. He has anticipation like no other. Um, he breaks up a lot of passes. He's the king of breakup passes. Uh, he had 32 breakups in the past two years, although a lot of those were kind of clumped up in one game. Uh, but I like Julian Love a lot, and I would love to see him, uh, you know, depending on where he get, he, he goes, fall to the Giants. Because he's just... He does everything right. He doesn't have the greatest speed in the world, but besides that, he does everything great. He's he's not as physical as you want. He's not super strong, but he does everything you want. And for me with DBs, I, that's what I look at. I don't look at the speed and size as much as I do with you know uh, other positions.
1: Yeah, right, speed and size. Sometimes it's, it's not as important. I have a guy on my list, just a little teaser. He's six four, but I'll save him for later. I decided to go for more obvious choice than you. I mean, we had to talk about him. Greedy Williams out of LSU. He only did one event at the combine because he had uh, cramps in both his calves after his 40-yard dash, which was point three seven seconds. So he's still interesting. Th- he's obviously probably the best corner in this draft class. But some scouts have like put him, buried him down a lot in their boards due to his uh, ability, not lack of ability to stop the run, which I agree if He's not the best at stopping the run, but he's a corner. I mean, he's mainly for pass coverage, but run, stopping the run is important as well. He's also not the best at press coverage, but obviously that could be fixed. As tackling, eh. I mean, some people were shocked at uh, the combine. He came in a little uh, lighter than they anticipated him to come in. But someone I – I know we're not comparing these players as much, but I feel he's more of like a Stefan Gilmore in that respect. I like Greedy Williams. Obviously, the Giants aren't going to get him. He's not going to be anywhere near the Giants. Giants don't need corners in the first round. I like Greedy Williams, but not a fit for the Giants.
0: Yeah, he, like you said, I think he's the best corner in this draft. Uh, you know, he has really good size. He's extremely fast. And like you said, every problem he has, is extremely physical or fit? not physical extremely fixable Um uh, whether it's you know uh his 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 uh his instincts or whatnot he's just every th- every problem he has is, is extremely f- fixable i keep on saying physical extremely <laughs> fixable and i think that's what you look for in these guys with potential like well okay what is what is their issues because a lot of times you bring in like you know these six four two twenty guys who are fast and strong but they're their issues can't be fixed at all, and then you get a you know a five eleven one ninety guy, and every problem he can he has uh, is able to be fixed.
1: No, yeah, you're right. He, he he's not gonna be a project to try to fix. He's not gonna be like an Eli Apple. He can fix his issues. He will be a plug and play guy. He will be starting week one for whatever team he plays for. He's gonna have a successful career. It's just obviously not gonna be with the Giants.
0: All right. Uh, the next guy on my list is probably the one I, I like the least. Uh, he's a senior out of Kentucky, six-two, two-thirteen, great size. Lonnie Johnson. He ran a four, five, 240, which isn't bad. Thirty-eight inch vertical jump, uh, seven-zero-one in the three cone, and a one in the shuttle. So his measurables are up there as maybe even the best in the draft for corners. Uh, but you know, he played uh, a couple of years at JUCO. His you know his stats for Kentucky weren't good. It had one interception, four pass deflections, and then you can look at that and be like, okay, well. Maybe it was so good they didn't throw at him, and they really didn't throw at him a whole lot. But you see, when he was thrown at, it was in the second half, and it was all adjustments because the guy should be physical; he's not physical at all. Uh, he has all this potential, but it just never built on it. You know, he's he's going to have to make a name on uh, special teams. He's you know good and long, but his instincts are some of the worst I've ever seen, and he gets killed on double routes across the middle. So he is always extremely conscious of. How bad he is at double routes. That when teams run curl, like a, a five yard, ten yard curl on him, I mean he's just like bailing and leaving them wide open. And, and it's not like oh he's running cover three, covering deep. I mean these guys are being left alone. So I mean you could just run curls on this guy all day long, and then the, you know the double routes, uh, you know through the middle are what kills him. So I mean he just you know and with that size, okay you should come up and press and be more physical. And maybe part of that's on Kentucky for not letting him in that situation. But I just, I really don't like this guy at all, even though all, like I said, all the size and, and speed and, and jumping ability is there, but it's just, I don't know, this guy has never put it together, and I don't think he's going to at the NFL level.
1: Yeah, I saw the video you posted on your Twitter. Yeah, he's not a very physical guy. That curl route, he just fully abandoned it. He just let them have it. So, from what I've seen in that Twitter video, I'm not a fan of Lonnie Johnson But, a man, I have started to really like this whole research process, which is another reason why we said we love doing this. We're discovering players that we're starting to really like. Is Amani – I'm going to butcher his last name. I'm going to say Oruwari. Jeez, that's terrible. I was going to call him Amani. I think um, that was
0: pretty good. But, yeah, yeah, just call call him Amani because, you know, that's a great name for a new draft's history, too.
1: Amani tumor, you know. But uh, standing at 6'2", 205 pounds out of Penn State. He had a 4.47 second – what's it called, a uh, 40-yard dash. He had a 36.5-inch vertical. He had a 6.82-second cone drill and a 4.16 20-yard shuttle. I've come to like Amani a lot uh, past, uh, this past few days researching him. In his senior year this year, he had 50 tackles, 11 passes defended, and 3 interceptions. He, but some things, obviously, that's great at all, but some things I know about him. If he loses at that line of scrimmage, he... He's most likely not going to be able to recover. He doesn't have that makeup speed that some of these guys have to re-catch up. Uh, he's not the best at run defense. Obviously, once again, run defense, he's a corner. But still, run defense is important. But I love—he's he's physical. He's a physical guy. He he gets in there. He bats away a lot of balls. Uh, Amani, he's someone that I—and also, wait, he's also very good at zone coverage. Some people also say he's better at press than zone. I don't think so. I think mainly zone. But Imani, if he would, I know the Giants are not going to take a corner at 37, but if he by some miracle falls to uh, the ni- the 95th pick, I hope the Giants take him because he could be a game changer. Him, Grant Haley, who they're very well acquainted because they both went to Penn State as Sam Beal, because it would have shocked me this year if Norris Jenkins is traded midway through the season and the Giants aren't cutting it, might as well unload him at that point. I mean, he's in his final year of his contract, so maybe just play it out, but... That could be a good duo, Amani Grant Haley and uh, Sam Beal, if Sam Beal obviously works out. I'm a fan of Amani. I can't get my hopes up because I don't think the Giants will draft him. But Amani, he's a fan favorite for me right now.
0: Yeah, I like him a lot too. Like you said, he's really good in the press and zone, and that's why I think he'd be a good fit for the Giants because James Betcher's scheme a lot of zone blitzing. And you know, like like yeah, you know, one of the things on him is like he kind of has to be in the right scheme, and I think that would be the right scheme for him where you give him the option, like, hey, come up and press this guy because we're going to get to the QB quick, or we're going to run a zone blitz and just, you know, cover this area. And those are his two great strengths. Like you said, once he gets beat on the press, it's it's kind of downhill from there. His agility lacks a little bit. But he's just kind of a good football player, even though, you know, maybe not all the measurables are there. Speed-wise, uh, height, height and stuff like that, fine.
1: Yeah, you're right. That's, he. As I said in my tweet, uh, Jay's better scheme fits perfectly for him. That's why I think he would be very good with the Giants. obviously the Giants probably aren't going to draft him, and he's not going to be available at the ninety-fifth overall pick. I think whoever gets Amani is going to be a quite lucky team because he he has the potential to be something in this league.
0: Yeah, I like I like him a lot. Like you said, you know, he's just he's just a football player. Yeah. The next guy I got on my list,
1: I fell in love with this guy.
0: He played at Houston. He's a redshirt senior, 6'2", 208 Isaiah Johnson. He was brought in as a three-star wide receiver. And he played, you know, wide receiver his redshirt year, his freshman year, and sophomore year, and then moved over to cornerback at 6'2, 208. And like you when you watch him, it, you forget that he's on defense because he does look like a wide receiver. He ran a 4'4 40, a 36 and a half vertical, and his agility is just amazing. A 6'81, 3 cone, uh, a, a 406 20 yard shuttle. The guy, he's just a playmaker. And good on Houston for moving this guy to cornerback because that's where he's kind of found his niche. He's really good in the press. Um, His speed is amazing. His ball skills are amazing because he played wide receiver for so long. And he's such a raw talent that, like, this guy has all the potential in the world. And it's not like this guy who's played cornerback for, for, you know, for four and a half years. And, you know, we keep saying raw talent. He's never played together. The guy has only started 16 games at corner in his entire life. And obviously he probably played a little in high school. But – I mean, I'm in love with this guy. I think he would be great to sit behind Janoris Jenkins and kind of learn from him, you know, because Janoris likes to press up there, and, and he, he relies on his speed sometimes. I just feel like he could learn a whole lot from Janoris Jenkins. And, I mean, like I said, he's still learning the position. Uh, he needs to trust his feet a little more. He's very handsy, which, you know, that's to be expected from a wide receiver. But, like I said, he's just got so much raw talent. I mean, I'm in love with this guy. I mean, I, I I hope we get him.
1: Yeah, we. Th- that's something I also think that if we do draft a corner, that will they will benefit a lot from sitting behind Janoris Jenkins because obviously he's not going to go outright and be like, "Yo, I'm going to train you." But he, you could learn a lot from Janoris Jenkins because what we saw when Janoris Jenkins like really settled in after he said his injury was still lingering, he became a very decent corner. And Janoris Jenkins, we saw it in uh, twenty sixteen, he was a great corner. Twenty seventeen, he was all right. He got injured the beginning part of twenty seventeen. He was meh, but then towards the end, he was good. Whoever we get at that can sit behind Janoris Jenkins, they'll they will learn a lot, and they can really benefit from that. But someone I want to talk about that uh, for his height caught my attention: Shawan Williams, out of Vanderbilt, stands at six foot four, two hundred eleven pounds. He ran a four. 4.64, 40-yard dash. Uh, but sixty this year at Vanderbilt, has 61 total tackles at four interceptions, all careers high. I like Joe Jawad Williams. He's a big physical guy. Obviously, he lacks his speed, but he's a physical man, and he is not afraid to get up in your face. And I believe Joe Jawad Williams, someone's going to take a chance on him in the first round. Be quite honest. It wouldn't shock me if it's John Gruden and the Raiders, because <laughs> it is going to be
0: John Gruden and the Raiders. <laughs>
1: it's has got to be John Gruden. They need help at corner, and John Gruden is just going to be sitting in his chair. He's going to see Joe Jawan Williams, look at his profile, see his height, and John Gruden is going to take him right then and there. That's my opinion on him.
0: I can't stand Joe.
1: Uh, is it Joe Jawan or the Joe Juan? Uh, Joe Jawan Williams. That's how I like to say. call him. Joe Juan, though. Joe Wan. I did call him Joe Juan for a few a few days as I was looking up on him, but then I heard an NFL Network video. I'm like, "Oh, it's Joe Jawan.
0: Yeah, I, I like Joe Juan. Listen, he's six four. He's got the size, like you said, he's physical. I can't stand the guy. I think he's. I think that's all he's got going for him. No, I think yeah. that's that's all that he is. Yeah, there's potential there, but I just, I don't know. I just think this is going to be one of those guys where he's, you know, he's got the size, he's got everything, but he's just never put together, and I just. I don't, th- I don't see it happening at the NFL level.
1: Yeah, you're right. That's why I think John gruden going got to take it. A big physical guy, it just meets John Gruden's standards.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, another guy I got, uh, he's out of Miami. And when we get to the safety position, we're going to be doing a lot of Miami guys. Um, Mike Michael Jackson, we'll call him Mike Jackson. He's 6'1", 210, out of Miami. Uh, he ran a 4'4", 4, 5'40", 4, 40, a 40.5-inch 40 vertical, which is you know top of the class seven one two three cone a four one two shuttle a little bit to be desired there um, he's gonna have to ball on special teams and use that raw talent but if he can you know survive on special teams for a couple of years he can have a chance you know he's used really good in zone um, some have said safety I just I don't see that I just I think if he's gonna be good he's gonna be in cor- a corner and or maybe he'll be used kind of like a hybrid um, like James becher is used and maybe that's with us or another but he gets killed in double routes. Um, you know, I, I like the guy, but I, I really think he's going to have to, you know, cut his teeth on on special teams for a couple of years and then uh, see what happens.
1: Yeah, I saw a little bit of Mike Jackson, and uh, I, yeah, he's good, probably going to have to deal with uh, special teams. But the last guy I looked at, I wasn't intending on looking at him, but then I saw Tom McShay's uh, mock draft, and I started to take a look at him. Rock. Yasin out of Temple, I'm hoping I said that right, but Rocky Yasin out of Temple, he stands at six, 6 feet, 192 pounds, he had a 4.51 40-yard dash at 39.5-inch vertical, and a 20-yard shuttle of 4.31 seconds. Rocky Yasin, this year at Temple, he had 47 tackles, 12 passes defended, and 3 interceptions. Looking at his highlights, I like Rocky Yasin. Uh, he's a, once again. get he's a competitor. All of these guys are competitive, but he's very competitive. He he does great at the line of scrimmage. Uh, he came. He uh, transferred from a Presbyterian, which is interesting to me. And he went to Temple. and He made a big name for himself there. So, Rakiasin, I don't see the Giants picking him at thirty-seven. The Giants, I don't think they're gonna pick cornerback until the third or fourth round. That's my opinion on that. But Rakiasin, he's gonna be a quality guy. Uh, any team that get him, I think, will be quite lucky.
0: Yeah, I'll be honest with Danny. I forgot to do my research on him. I'll just say, don't rock your sin. Fight your sin. Uh, Anyways, uh, I'll finish off with a couple guys I have. Isaiah Wharton, this is the bias in me. We've done some stuff with him with Stillman Radio. We're probably going to do an interview once he gets drafted or signed. He's Isaiah Wharton out of Rutgers. Listen, the guy, he started all 48 games at Rutgers. No one had done that since 2008. Um He's a tackling machine, and he's really good in coverage, you know. And obviously, Rutgers sucked, but he kind of was that lo- that lone bright spot on the defense for Rutgers. And I just, I, I could see him playing in the NFL. And you know, I, I put out the video and stuff like that on him. Uh, he, somebody said that he'd be perfect for the Patriots, <laughs> and I think they're 100 percent right. You know, they, you know, they love their Rutgers defensive backs. Uh, but yeah, I like Isaiah Wharton a lot. The other one was actually has already visited the New York Giants. It's Jimmy Moreland. Uh, the 5'9", 175-pound corner out of James Madison. Uh, so he played at SES, but he had 18 interceptions, ran a 4440, uh a 39-inch vertical, and a six nine three cone drill. The guy's just a gamer. I mean, you, a lot of times it's hard to look at numbers for corners, but you can look at his. Um, 18 interceptions, you know, they and when you play at SES, you, you can't just avoid uh, your best wide receiver all day. And so teams had to throw to their best wide receiver. And Jimmy Moreland kept on continually making plays. He wasn't invited to the Combine, which was stupid because he had an amazing senior bowl. He's super aggressive. He does everything right. Really, the only knock on him is the competition he played and the fact that he's only 5'9".
1: Yeah, uh, all those guys, obviously, they're under the radar, in my opinion. Got to be mid-round. Probably at least one or two is going to go undrafted. Probably the Rutgers guy. And obviously, he's going to get signed by the Patriots because the Patriots love their undrafted guys and Rutgers players as well. But the corners in this draft, I like them. There's not uh obviously Greedy's the number one, but the behind Greedy, there's a lot of interesting prospects for me. And a lot of them catch my attention as we saw with this segment. Right.
0: Um so Amani probably would intrigue you the most,
1: right? Amani, hundred percent, yeah, he yeah. intrigues me the most. Isaiah yeah.
0: Johnson definitely, man. I just I see so much potential in that guy. Um you know, he didn't get much shine at Houston and then, you know, only playing, you know, 16 games of corn. Like I always fall in love with those guys who changed positions late in their career. Tay Davis is one of them, uh, you know, where he played safety his whole career and then moved the linebacker his senior season. But, anyway, let's move on to safety. Speaking of safeties, uh, before that, a quick little ad. Alright, so a lot of people are starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad you did. All right, let's move on to the safeties. We're going to do six of these guys. And I tell you what, about every single one that we're doing, I like a lot. Danny, who's the first one you want
1: to go after, though? I'm going to go after Desir Adderley, Adderley out of Delaware. Uh, six six feet, 206 pounds. Something a like about him. He has a good motor. He's very physical. If you remember that former giant, Nat Burr, he reminds me of him, just not as dangerous and stupid. He doesn't like, risk his body like Nat Burr did. Uh, he has the versatility to play both coverage and box safety, which is something I like about him this year. Obviously, we had uh, Landon Collins, who is more of a box safety than coverage. Obviously, everyone, he says he can do both, but obviously, he can play both sometimes, but he's more of a box. I like this year. Some things I don't like about him, uh, he, uh, he's easily baited. If a quarterback's looking one way, he will just guess that's the way, and the quarterback just baiting him, and he throws the other way. And sometimes he takes some bad angles at tackles. I hate to say his name, but it kind of reminds you of some of Curtis Riley's angles at tackles. We've seen some of those bad tackles. Some people view him maybe only as a special teams player this year, Ad- Adderley. I think he'll probably be a day two pick. Uh, he'll probably not start right away, but he'll he'll be a safety, obviously, in being special teams. But, honestly, the Giants have an interest in this year, Adderley.
0: Right. I, I like him. Like you said, he's, he's inconsistent at times, and he doesn't always make the right decision. I think part of that was him being at Delaware and always looking for the big play. Um, I'm not in love with the guy, but I definitely do like him, and I think he'd be a good pickup for whoever gets him.
1: Yeah, that's my opinion
0: on this year, Adderley. Yeah.
1: All right, this next guy,
0: I, I love this guy. Um, and all my three guys are from Florida. All right, so the first one is Con Johnson, 5'10", 191 senior out of Miami. He ran a four, six, nine 40, which is bad. A 33 inch vertical. But besides that, I love every single thing about this guy. He's a tackling machine. He's no stranger to the turnover chain with seven interceptions. He was the leader of that Miami defense. He's a downhill tackler. And he's probably the biggest, one of the biggest hitters in college football last year. I mean, I'm going to put out a post about him tomorrow, but just bam, 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 big hits, big hits all the time. Um, you could say because of his size he's going to have problems with tight end coverage, but I just feel like you're going to be able to move this guy around and put him in places to succeed because he's just an absolute gamer. He's one of those guys where his size and his speed suck, but everything about him is good. And those guys usually make it on defense. And I believe in this guy because like I said, he just, he leads, he led the Canes in tackles for two years in a row. He's a all AACC player. Um, he's, you know, he's that number four guy. He was the best player on Miami. Um, and I just, I just, I just love this guy. Maybe it's because he's such a huge hitter, but I, I like the guy a lot.
1: Yeah, for some of the highlights I've seen of him, he he lays down the boom on some players. He he delivers nasty hit sticks to people. He he's a gamer. Uh, yeah, as you said, he led that Florida defense. You love him. Someone I'm starting to like is Darnell Savage out of Maryland. He's a small guy, five foot eleven inches, uh, but he has some great instincts about him. His forty yard dash time. Is uh 4.3 seconds. His vertical is 39 and a half. In my opinion, the best trait about Darnell Savage is his ability to read and react. He has a great sense of everything. He he has he's able to react to play like second like right when it happens. He, he's great at that. Another thing I like about him, he can cover a lot of ground. He's a speedy guy. He can cross the field very quickly and make a play on the other end. He's also great at making plays before the snap. Uh, he, he has great reads on stuff. And he's also good at the run defense, which is something you need for a safety. Uh, he's a small guy, but he, he could get something done. Just a little small, in my opinion. That's his downside. Yeah.
0: This safety class is great, man. Because like every single guy we're going to talk about, I like a lot. I love Darnell Savage. He's a natural athlete. Great speed. Like you said, just an amazing IQ. Uh, he jumps routes a lot, which... You know that's you know that can that you can win a game with with his route jumping ability, um and like I said, sizes is really like you said, sizes really is only negative.
1: Yeah, that, that, Yeah, he he's like um what's that? Uh, Tremaine Johnson? No, what's his name? I forgot. His name. It, it was the Rams safety.
0: Yeah, I know you're talking about.
1: He's like John f- Johnson. John, John thank you. No, like, John
0: Johnson's the big guy, sorry.
1: I, for, I forgot his name off the top of my head. I'm going to look it up in a second. But he's like five foot nine. Obviously, uh, Darnell Savage is uh, a little taller, but that hasn't hurt him. I'm going to get his name now. But Darnell Savage, he's going to be very good in this league. And I would like the Giants to draft it because I feel like Antoine Buffet, he's got a two-year deal. He may be gone after this year. They're, they may just want him to train a future safety.
0: Yeah, and just, you just hit the nail on the head. Antoine Buffet has been in this league for a long time. He's found out to play how to play in different positions. He's a great safety, and I would love to have a safety learn behind him. Um, and then obviously, Jabril Peppers is there. But you know, if we can get one of these guys who can sit behind these guys and learn, and then obviously injuries happen, and be the guy, the third, the rotating safety who could fill in, I just feel like if we get one of these safeties, I think the Giants make a right move, no matter. Which one of them that is. But the uh, the other guy out of Miami I got is Sheldrick Redwine. I don't know understand how Miami let anybody pass on them with these two and then Mike Michael Jackson. But Sheldrick Redwine, he's six foot, one hundred and ninety-six pounds, senior out of Miami. He was actually a teammate with Colin Jackson from high school. So these guys are boys. Uh he ran a four four four, uh, four, four, four 40. That's a lot of fours, a thirty-nine inch <laughs> vertical, a four-one four shuttle. Uh, He played corner actually his first couple of years and then moved to junior or moved to safety his junior season. Um, He's not great in coverage, but like I said, everything's correctable. He's a little lazy. That's his biggest knock is that he is a little lazy. Um, Some of the stuff like his motor is questioned a lot. But like I said, you know, that can be fixed on the NFL level. Uh, He's extremely physical, just like Jaquan. He's a big hitter. And where Jaquan lacks in covering tight ends, he's really amazing at covering tight ends. Uh, and he, you know, he could, like I say, he's a great tackler, could play up in the box. He's got the size, he's got all the speed. Um, and so if you can get him to play every play, like it says last, and take you know practice serious and training serious, he could end up being the best safety in this in this draft.
1: Yeah, you're right, because obviously we know the struggles this year of Giants safety trying to cover a tight a tight end, specifically George Kittle. Uh, I have flashbacks thinking about him every time uh, <laughs> Nick Muller threw him the ball and just seeing Landon Collins behind. But you're right, he is very good at covering uh, tight ends, and also, as you said, it's shocking that... Miami led up as many passes as they did with that stacked defensive backfield. But, I mean, hey, things happen. We fought the Giants. were going to be a Super Bowl team in 2017, and then we became the worst team in the league. So, life comes after you fast like that.
0: Yes, definitely. Do uh, you have one more guy, I believe, right, Dan? Yes, yeah,
1: so I have one more guy, and he's a guy that caught my attention as I was scouted Justin Herbert. Uh, that was before he made his decision to return to uh, Oregon. Taylor Rapp out of Washington, uh, six foot. Six feet tall, 208 pounds. He did a run the forty as a 35 inch vertical. Uh, he ran a 6.82 free cone drill, uh, 3.99 a uh, seconds, second twenty yard shuttle. And if you care about the sixty yard shuttle, he ran 11.33. But Taylor Rapp, he is a he's a goon in my opinion. He's great at coverage and in the box. He could do both, just like the Sierra Adderley, in my opinion. He's not afraid to get dirty. He will get. He's great in the run defense. He comes down in that box, and he's coming right at and He fills holes great. Uh, I, I, I know we're not comparing people, as I said, but he gives me Harrison Smith vibes out of the Vikings. I love Taylor Rapp. After uh, we let Landon Collins go, I said he should be a guy that could replace Landon Collins. Obviously, we have Drew Bill Peppers and Antoine Buffet. Uh, but that doesn't mean we can't draft him and have him just wait behind uh, Antoine Buffet. Uh, because, he, as I said, I think Antoine Buffet may just be on a one-year contract. And as you said, Antoine Buffet, he's, he's going to be teaching these guys. He's going to be teaching Jabril. And I think Taylor Rapp will be very good for the Giants if they choose him.
0: Yo, I feel like John Gruden with quarterbacks when it comes to these safeties. i am just keep on saying everyone could be the best in this draft and can be an absolute steal for a team. Taylor Rapp is a beast, man. And the Giants are hosting him, which is, you know, they only get 30 of those, so they have to like him a little bit at least. Um, Like you said, his agility is amazing. The cone and shuttle were some of the best out of safeties. He's extremely smart. He's extremely physical. And he covers tight ends probably better than any safety in this draft. And he's just like an absolute baller. He's a football player. Like like you said, Harrison Smith is a good uh, comparison, not just because they're both white and have that same haircut, (laughs) but they're both beasts. I mean, Taylor Rapp, if he's playing in the SEC, everybody knows this guy's name.
1: Yeah, uh, t- Taylor Rapp. If you don't know who Taylor Rapp is, then I don't think you really watch that division of football because he dominated uh, the Pac-12. I, yes, the Pac-12 with Washington. And he's a goon. Uh, as I said, I discovered him try- watching Justin Herbert, and I was like, who's this guy? And I did my research. And I'm like, oh, Taylor Rapp is an interesting name. And as you said, these safeties, all of them are very good and all of them have the potential to be very elite in this uh, NFL.
0: Definitely. All right. I'm gonna finish it off with a guy from my hometown, repping Coco Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Just changed his last name to Gardner Johnson to rep Papa. He's five foot eleven, two hundred ten pounds, junior out of the University of Florida, Go Gators. Chomp chomp. Ran a four four eight forty, a thirty six inch vertical. He won. He was the MVP of the Outback Bowl as a freshman. Outback Bowl. Pretty much number two to the national championship. No, but seriously, this guy's great. He has lots of tackles, lots of interceptions. He's a do-all kind of player. He supports the run. He's really good in zone, and he can play man on tight ends. He he just does everything you want. His size is good. Um, You you know, you wish he was a little taller, but you know, you know, the difference between five eleven and six foot is really nothing. And he's you know he's coming out early as a junior. His measurables are good, and I just I really like this guy. I think he's just a baller, and. Since he is from my hometown, he has to come on either this show or Simple Man Radio.
1: Yeah, uh, if from the hometown, you got to root for them. But uh, since we're, uh, that was your last safety, if I'm correct, right? Yeah. Uh, Who was your favorite out of the, the free you did?
0: Oh, oh man. I put you on the spot. I'll say my favorite is Jaquan Johnson, but the one I probably would be the safest would be Chauncey Gardner Johnson.
1: Yeah, I, I like that choice. And for me, uh, my my safe choice is Taylor Rapp, but my like my secret favorite is Darnell Savage. I love Darnell.
0: I love all six of these guys, man. Like I, like I said, I feel like John Gruden because every single one of these guys I believe in. And every single one of these guys, if we drafted him in the fourth round, I would be texting you immediately, Dane, like, look, we got him. Like, I love
1: this guy. Like, let's
0: all all in on this guy. I'm going to be pumping up his tires. because I, I believe in all six of these guys.
1: Yeah, all six of these guys will be stars in this league and whoever gets them are going to be one lucky team.
0: Yeah, definitely. So there's going to be six lucky teams or maybe three lucky teams with two safeties. Um, so yeah, that's it for the DBs. Next week, we're going to be doing running backs and tight ends as one group. Uh, we figured we'd, we'd bunch that in. One, because we're getting closer and closer and the fact that uh we have a star running back we've drafted running back and tight in the first round of the past two years so it's gonna be more depth guys uh and then we'll do linebackers and the, the the thursday sh- or the thursday or friday show um and then if we trade for Josh rosen we'll do a show right after that but listen we're gonna be doing a lot of stuff as this draft comes up obviously we're amping it up going b- uh, back up to two episodes per week we're getting really excited for the season um me and Danny have a lot of ideas. We're going to do a lot of stuff for the draft as well as, you know, stuff with Superman Radio. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and this is my favorite time of the year. Um, I, I say that I actually like draft day more than I do the, the first day of the season. Like, I just I just love draft day. The nice thing about the first day of the season is you got something to fall back on. It's like, well, it's going to keep on going. But, listen, draft day, I cannot wait for it. I cannot wait to watch the whole sixth round, the whole seventh round, and I can't wait to learn about undrafted free agents.
1: Yeah, this is my favorite time of year because this is when the football mode really starts to crank up. We get into our off-season workout programs, rookie mini camp OTAs. It's got, it's getting closer. Football season. We're still far away, but we're almost there.
0: Yeah, I, I can't. Maybe it was you, Danny, but I was telling some of their days like, man, for the first. Actually, no, it was Robert Smiths uh, of Windy City Grinder on Radio. I'm talking about. I was like, man, last week was the first time I was like, man, I really, really miss football. Um, and not the AAF. I don't miss that at all. RIP, the Yeah. Orlando champions, baby. That's my home team.
1: Uh, New York doesn't have a team, so I don't care who won. I was
0: New- planning New- on
1: going to the game,
0: not this Sunday, but the Sunday after. And me and Zach talked about that on someone radio, like how we could tell our grandkids about how we went to an AAF game. And they ruined that because they're all poor boys. I love the, like all the, like, like I get like, yeah, it's not the optimal situation for the players. But they, I mean, they did get paid more than the average Joe for seven weeks of you know of work. Which listen, I'm not like sitting here saying like I ah, I'd be happy to pay because I understand where there's where there's demand there's supply. But just like every little story that comes out, it's like these guys have to pay for their playing home. It's like yeah, so does players that get cut from the NFL roster. It's like that's that's the world. So I, that's what I said. I said I put out a tweet from Simple Man yesterday like. uh I should, just, I should just make up a story because everyone's just retweeting and loving these, like, <laughs> stories about how bad uh, it is. And I, I literally, like, tweeted that, like, I should make something up. And then I, was, I said they were forced to panhandle instead of practice last week. And somebody quote tweeted that, like, can you believe this? I'm like, dude, I literally said in the beginning of the tweet that this is fake and you're believing it. So uh, if you want to put out an is is horrible and evil tweet, this is the time to do it.
1: Yeah, you're good. My, my favorite thing was when I saw the tweet that the AAF were shutting down, my, I, I just shrugged my shoulders. To be like, eh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't care.
0: These spring leagues are never going to work. And I know we're ranting and not talking about the Giants right now, but like I, I had, we had Dexter Jackson on Superman Radio. You know, like he won the MVP for the Bucks in their Super Bowl. Yeah. And yeah. he's part of this one. Like everyone's talking about XFL and AAF. There's another one called the Freedom Football League. That's like like ran by Ricky Williams pretty much, and we were talking about it. But I just like I I wanted to just say to him like, dude, this is you guys aren't even gonna play one game, are you? And it's just it's not gonna happen. They're trying to start the same time as the XFL. XFL is gonna be one season. Anyways, this is talking Giants, not talking AF. Uh, so yeah, rest in peace AF. Uh, okay, so yeah, make sure to follow us at Talking Giants. Like I always say, it's not talking Giants, it's at Talking Giants. We thought about making the show talking G-Men, but then the the handle would just be talking men. We don't want that. We don't want that out there. Uh, follow our personals. Danny's is at Danny King NFL. Mine's at Bobby Skinner NFL. And listen, leave a review rating. It really helps. It helps us grow. We're trying to be better than everybody. We're trying to be better than all these Jordan Raines, Patricia Traina, Dan Duggan, Dan Snyder, all these guys. Some of them we like, some of them we don't. Um, but we're also oh, by the way, Jordan Rainin put out a tweet because he guess he does a mailbag. He's like, "I'm doing my mailbag on Instagram because Twitter is a cesspool." Uh, go follow my Instagram, and I reply, "I was like, yeah, yeah, Jordan, it's it's the cesspool. It definitely has nothing to do with you wanting more followers on
1: Instagram." I mean, if you want to follow our Instagram, it's that Talking giant. shameless plug. Do it,
0: do it. Oh yeah, I, f- I always forget to plug the the Instagram with these shows because I don't know. But yeah, uh, we're starting to pit. Okay, yeah, and we're starting to put up. You know, like. These guys we look at, we're going to put up some tweets and stuff like that. Make sure you retweet retweet those. Help us grow. Help us be better. Let's take over the giant world as Talking Giants. We will see you guys next week talking running backs and tight ends. Let's go Big Blue.